Awesome, we are live. Welcome everybody to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 124. Today is Monday, February 14 of 2022. And exactly right, Erica. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. We are live on Discord and YouTube, and thank you for joining us uh, here. So please be aware that we are recording this call, but you can also check it out later in our uh, Horizon podcast in case that you miss any of the updates. Also, please remember to ask your questions for the team on Menti. We are going to be providing here the link in the chat section of Discord so you can ask your questions. Um, let's kick it off as usual with our first updates from the engineering department. Welcome, Alberto. Thank you, Angie. So let's see if what we have for today. Uh, let's start, as usual, from the Zendu side, where in preparation for the upcoming deprecation, we are almost done with all the developments concerning various enhancements to be included in the next version. Um, also, the first level of code review of almost all these developments has been done already. So the next step is the final code reviews and the release preparation. Okay, now let's move on with the, the SDK, where we have been working, first of all, uh, finalizing uh, the Blaze SDK release, where we also want to include an improvement that will help uh, explorers to collect fee payments information in a more easy way. So here, uh, what's the point? We're redistributing, uh, uh, let's say, the fees for the epoch uh, at the end of the epoch, and uh, this kind of information has to be, uh, let me say, each node calculates this kind of information in a, in, a, uh, in a deterministic way. And we need also the explorer being uh, um, aware about this redistribution. So uh, we found a way for, um, let me say, declaring this to the explorer that makes the process uh, very easy for it. And... Um, also regarding these, uh, we um, also changed the block header structure, I mean, by introducing uh, just uh, um, a field that uh, in future will help light clients uh, uh, to sync with full nodes in, an, in, let's say, in, a, in a much easier way. And it's also uh, this uh, regarding the, uh, the fees. Okay. Then, uh, we have been also working to enhance uh, sidechain nodes in terms of synchronization and storage. And these improvements are currently ongoing and we are planning to deploy them uh, in one of the next releases. Uh, always on the SDK side, uh, we finished updating the documentation for the coming release of Blaze. And obviously, it now covers uh, the last developments like uh, the C sidechain withdrawal functionality. And last but not least, for what regards, uh, let's say, the sidechain SDK, we are continuing to work on the EVM sidechain project, and in particular on a first prototype uh, to integrate the Ethereum virtual machine in a Ryzen sidechain. So this is a, a, a huge, uh, let me say, uh, step for, for our sidechain ecosystem. And everything is proceeding well, and for sure we will provide more information soon. Okay, uh, now let's move on with the proven system, where uh, one of the things we are working on uh, is the implementation of the Marlin verifier circuit gadget. And the goal of this task is to produce a circuit which verifies the validity of an existing Marlin proof. This obviously is an important step towards uh, achieving recursive proofs. Um, 
Then we finish the first level of review on the gadget for small integer arithmetics. And this improvement consists in a lower amount of constraints and an increased level of security. And we're going to use many of these kinds of gadgets in our circuits. So, I mean, that's very important because have a, a huge impact, I mean, in many places. Uh, staying on the proving system side, we are also exploring the possibility to support multiple proving systems for providing, uh, uh, let me see, um, more uh, let me see, ways to provide the, the, the proofs for the certificates. And these in order to improve the uh, flexibility and the possibility to, let me say, be used the system, the whole system, by uh, let me say a wider audience of projects and users. So, for example, uh, we're exploring the possibility of um, introducing uh, Plonk, uh, or rather Turbo Plonk, as a as, an, as a possible proving system, and not only Turbo Plonk. I mean, there are others. Uh, I mean, we will provide. We we are doing. Uh, let's say uh, a deep exploration uh, on which proving system. Um, let me say we can uh, integrate and we will provide uh, uh, additional information uh, in, in the next uh, weeks. Okay, last but not least, uh, uh, regarding the improving system, we started the design and the development of a gadget that simulate the succinct verification of polynomial commitments in the circuits. And this is, uh, uh, let me say, required and uh, very useful for, uh, let me say, recursive proofs. Okay, that's it for today. Back to you, Angie. Thank you, Alberto, for providing us with the engineering updates. Uh, next, we have Erica with the marketing section. Hello, everybody, and happy Monday. I am excited to let you know that we are going to begin changing up our Discord this week. So you guys are going to start noticing that some channels are missing and that some channels are being rearranged. If there is anything that you want to see, please let me know. I'm happy to see if it's something we can add. Um, or if you want to see something kind of removed, please let me know and we'll, we'll evaluate that as well. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Have a good week. Thanks, Erica. Let's continue with Rosario for the product and engineering updates. Valentine's Horizon community. Hope you guys have a, a great Monday and a great uh, uh, Valentine's. Uh, in some parts of the world, it's a day of love and friendship. So uh, happy day today. Uh, Alberto went through so many uh, great updates, and uh, I do want to highlight some of that that, that is uh, uh, touches uh, product as well, and that's the SDK modifications uh, that uh, affect the Explorer, and that's uh, great collaboration between the both the uh, product team and the engineering team into making uh, the the side chains uh, that are uh, best in class and helpful. So providing additional tooling for uh, developers that uh, will want to launch uh, side chains. So we posted here the uh, Victor has posted the summary of the uh, product updates, and you'll see that we are on track for uh, the ZK Audit POC uh, POC with Celsius uh, launch on, on mainnet. And right now, uh, the Celsius team is doing some testing on the nodes. And uh, we are on our side, we're uh, just finalizing the Explorer. Uh, you will notice that the tokenization platform uh, moved a week to the right to 
account for the change uh, that Alberto spoke about regarding the SDK and the Explorer. So just highlight, highlighting that for accountability and visibility for the community, but we're still targeting Q1, so that didn't change. It's just uh, moving um, uh, from uh, late, late February to early March. So that is uh, accounted for. And uh, we are also looking forward to providing a, a um, visibility on the web wallet, the, our new web wallet, uh, which will include Zen and Zenny, uh, and that's on, on track for testnet, as long as the Block Explorer and, and all those uh, three items. So we have the sidechains, web wallet, and Block Explorer are bundled into a single project, and that's the the tokenization platform uh, project. And then Zenny is going to showcase our ability to launch tokens on on uh, Horizon. Um, so not not only Horizon, but using our SDK to launch tokens. So this will be a specific tokenization platform on the Horizon ecosystem. Uh, but we are taking things further. So we are also adding NFT capability to the platform, and that's uh, scheduled to uh, be and deliver in Q2 and being scoped, but we are making great progress on that on the on the sidechain side at least. And then we'll have the the web wallet, uh, which will have that integration. Um, and regarding tooling, so we are also working on this the node management dashboard that's uh, for the sidechain system to uh, uh, for developers to be able to to manage the nodes. Uh, and this will be a, cr a great tool set for uh, the SDK and other developers. And I haven't mentioned game chain in a while. So the game developer uh, has made great progress and we are targeting a soft launch in, uh, in Q, uh, actually soft launch in March where it uh, just some uh, team members and community members will be testing. Uh, so if you're interested, please contact Erica. If you want to test this game uh, with us internally, uh, please contact Erica to join that test group. And uh, anything else, Victor, that I, uh, that you think you, uh, that I, you should highlight? Yeah, thanks, Rosario. Just uh, uh, one thing to add. Um, in this slide, we are reporting for target completion and uh, for the game chain in Q2. Uh, this is because uh, uh, we are testing it in testnet uh, earlier before, so uh, starting in late February, but then uh, we will finish uh, on uh, mainnet uh, uh, at late uh, April. Anyway, uh, I think uh, you said pretty much all. Uh, apart from the uh, node management system, we are uh, uh, starting uh, building for our side chains. So we will have uh, a reference design for uh, um, a, a reference design dashboard, a simple one uh, that will uh, help uh, developers to track uh, the status of the sidechain and uh, the status of the sidechain nodes. So it's a simple tool, but uh, useful, I think, uh, uh, even for a matter of reliability of the nodes. Uh, we are using it, uh, we are starting uh, uh, using it for the tokenization platform. And that's all. Thanks. Thank you both Rosario and Victor for the updates. Uh, next we have Rob for the leadership updates and the Q&A session. Welcome Rob. Thanks Angie. Yeah, and guys just completing some notes. So much to talk about. Um, you guys kind of rushed today's call. I mean, all, all really good stuff, tons of updates. 
except you, Erica. I'm looking, well, not looking exactly, but pointing at you. That was a very succinct, eh, I guess, good good update. Um, but yeah, so there, there's a ton going on. You guys know that the team's really cranking in a bunch of different ways. We have different orgs doing different things from the foundation to Horizon Labs to Pipeline and then different dev groups now that are coming in and helping out with things like prototyping the EVM. Uh, things are in full full steam ahead, I would say. Um, and there's two big things that I'm always tracking and you guys always hear about because they're absolutely critical and we're putting really like everything we have into them. One, tokenization platform MVP and getting that ready for testnet. You heard Rosario mentioned and I loved, I loved how she mentioned it. Um, we're slipping a week and she wanted to say this for accountability and transparency. That's exactly the right attitude and exactly how we're going to continue just you know, interfacing with you guys, the community. Um, so yes, it looks like te the testnet delivery is slipping a week, but uh, it looks like we're still on track to hit the end of Q1 um, production delivery date. So we'll see if that changes at any point. Uh, you guys will know ASAP. We're not going to uh, keep that from you guys. But as of now, a week delay getting to testnet. Um, it comes with a bunch of goodies, though, for you. Um, so we're not just getting a, a sidechain out there. We're also delivering a new web wallet for you guys. So get excited about that. I'm personally very excited about that. And Eureka, I can't wait to see the demo. Um, developers are getting a sidechain node dashboard, uh, like Victor just mentioned. So this is, goes towards the theme of actually caring about our users. And in this case, we are caring about our developer users who want to you know, deploy blockchains and run sidechain nodes and wanting to make sure that we have a healthy node system. So we're actually developing tools to take care of, you know, the, these segments that are absolutely critical to a healthy ecosystem. Item number two that I am constantly harping on and you, you guys always hear prioritized updates on the EVM integration. It's in works for the proof of concept. The POC is very much on track. And again, like Alberto starts every update with how we're doing on the EVM integration. Uh, you see it's a, a, um, a very high priority for us, and it's one that we brought in a team that has a lot of experience with EVMs, and we're lending the horsepower on the you know, blockchain and SDK side, working as one group, and we're accelerating this POC to get this into testnet. From there, we, we will transition this into a full product. So this is something that uh, we're not just delivering a POC for you guys. We're going to deliver uh, something on par with the rigor that we're doing with the tokenization platform which means making sure that everything from a user perspective matches the Ethereum experience. Right? This is the mandate here, is we want to match the Ethereum experience so that it is as easy as possible for people to take smart contracts from Ethereum or from other EVM-compatible uh, chains or ecosystems and deploy them in Horizon. That's the whole point here, guys. We want strict compatibility which means also the nuts and bolts, the details of the user experience. Uh, we're going to focus on that. And then integrating all the tools and, and building new tools if need be just to make it easier for developers and, and their experience, right? Um, so those are the two big, the two hot items. We have a ton of other stuff ongoing as an ecosystem. Um, but one, one thing that just kind of uh, has been an idea simmering in my mind, and uh, Alberto, you'll love this one when I'm in Milan next, but um, no commitments on this one, guys. But what I'm saying is, as an organization, we have been hiring a lot, uh, not enough, but we have been growing the team size quite a bit. And we've also been bringing on partners who are very competent in different areas. Our growth needs to accelerate, even though we have we have grown quite a bit. Um, 
I would say substantially even uh, over the last year. And uh, now we're also focusing internally just on how do we get better at doing what we do, right? How do we deliver faster? Uh, well, we're going to invest in things like DevOps and CICD and getting more agile as we go, right? So we're going to be getting better. We're also growing, accelerating the growth. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that the roadmap that we're, we're executing right now, the 2022 roadmap, uh, you can see how seriously we take our commitments now. We're much more professional than we've ever been at any point in our history, obviously, because literally every day we, we try to get better and that compounds over time. But, you know, given the fact that we're going to grow even further, we're going to accelerate the growth and we're going to get better. Can we do other things in 2022? So again, like I said, no commitments to anything, but uh, let's see if maybe we can have some surprises for you guys. Uh, you know, number one, when we baked uh, the roadmap that you guys see and, and know that we're working on, we didn't have a, sol a Solidity dev team as an example. Now we do, small one, but it's growing. It's gonna grow quite a bit. Uh, and what about the main chain? So you don't see any any important updates to the main chain in the roadmap, the 2022 roadmap. Uh, I am not going to be happy if we go an entire year without kicking off a robust modernization roadmap. So whether this is defining the roadmap in, in the near future, whether this is you know kicking off work on that roadmap you know, this year, Something has to happen, and I, I expect that um, you know, like life is not nonlinear, and our growth is nonlinear, and the capacity to do things is nonlinear, right? So it changes, it's dynamic over time, and uh, my all I'm saying here is that I predict that we will be able to do much more uh, throughout the year. Now, now again, no commitments, guys, but I'm, I'm just being a little optimistic here. Sometimes it's fun, especially on Valentine's Day. Okay, so finally, if you missed the last few Weekly Insiders, I highly recommend reviewing them um, to, in, in particular, to better understand the long-run ecosystem strategy that we're working on. Um, it's important, and hence, it's all about compatibility and interoperability within crypto. So crypto, this Web3 thing, as we're now calling it, is a revolution. We fervently believe that this is a revolution, and two major pillars to be part of this and make it successful, not even just for Horizon, but just really literally for the industry is going to be compatibility and interoperability. Uh, Zendu is all about that. At least Zendu is all about native, you know, organic uh, ecosystem interoperability and the ability to be compatible with the rest of the industry. And starting with the EVM as the prime example, we will be compatible with Ethereum. And then, like the, the other previous weekly insiders mentioned, and check them out, we will systematically integrate compatibility with other ecosystems, right? And then over time, this will compound in a very interesting way. This is the goal. This is what we're, we're charging on, guys. Um, it, because the goal here is, again, to be the, the blockchain backbone of the world. So let's talk about what's important to achieve that, right? I mean, it's one thing to say that. And now we're, we're a pretty serious outfit here, a pretty serious project in the sense that we're not just going to say things that we can't accomplish. Um, and we're going to say them in, in, in at least a piecemeal way where, you know, we're not just talking about things that are like five, 10 years out, but actually things that we can accomplish in the nearer term. Um, so some, some important things to achieve that. Number one, uh, we need a flexible interoperability technology or standard. We have that. You know, that, that's, that's good news because Zendu is exactly that. Zendu is a flexible interoperability protocol. Uh, and we'll need continuous improvements. Alberto started mentioning some of these. It doesn't stop with the single delivery. It doesn't stop with just like a year's worth of improvements post-delivery. It is a product in itself, and it's something that we're going to continue to develop over time, right? Continue to improve. 
I've mentioned already in this call, the main chain needs to reflect the long term, the long run strategy. So we can't just keep racing ahead in a particular direction with, you know, sidechain technology and different applications on the sidechain and have a divergence over time that grows between what the main chain can support and all of the ecosystem that's being built in the sidechain part of the of, of our world. Right. So the main chain needs to evolve as well. Um, this is the way I see the main chain. I see the main chain's number one focus is security. All right, that, that's hands down the single most important thing the main chain can do for the ecosystem is provide security, a source of truth that we can actually trust uh, in a trustless way. And I, I say point number two, uh, the main chain should be lightweight for scalability. We don't want the side chain to bloat over time. Yes, I know that uh, hardware is increasing in capacity over time as well, but that's not good enough. That's not a good excuse for just letting the main chain bloat. Right, so if we're going to be serious about this, and we want to actually have a global, a, a universally adopted protocol, we need to get serious about the main, the main chain as well. Uh, and that means inherently stripping anything from it that doesn't, that is not in line with the primary mission, right? with just growing this ecosystem and what we can do with it. So where we see divergences, we need to get serious. And we need to tackle them. We need to modernize. All right, so this is how we're thinking now about, you know, we'll put together a main, a main chain roadmap at some point in the near future, and the roadmap will be consistent with these, these main points. Okay, other things to achieve this um, grand strategy, we need to systematically integrate popular technologies from across the industry, right? So don't reinvent the wheel. Our, our uh, strength is not to replicate everything. I mean, our, our strength is not to um, try to be the, the smartest people in the world, right? Our strength here is to have the to be interoperable with the world and compatible with it. So like I said, and, and it's worth repeating, we will be compatible with Ethereum and then we're just gonna go down the list and, and figure out what we need to be compatible with next. And to be a globally adopted protocol, you need to have good governance. And this is why you you hear me mentioning things like HCCs and IPs and voting systems and so forth. Good governance matters. And I postulate that for a Web3 protocol, it's all about decentralization. Maybe not all about it, but it's largely about decentralization, or maybe I, I should say decentralization matters a lot. Um, and we get this with our protocol, just the way that we've designed this, the way the Zendu works, the protocol itself is decentralized. So rather than centralizing, say like a single main chain where you have to have um, you know, competition for which things that are exclusive, like do we do this thing or do we that do that thing, we don't have to have these types of arguments for the main chain. Uh, we can push that type of experimentation and flexibility to sidechains. That's exactly what Zendu is about. Um, but it doesn't just stop with the protocol. Uh, we also need to make sure that we achieve speed without sacrificing decentralization. We get that with Zendu. We don't sacrifice um, you know, flexibility and design uh, with, you know, with Zendu. We need to also make sure that the economics are aligned for scale. And for, for the economists out there, the question we should always be asking ourselves is, does the marginal benefit equal to the marginal reward, or I'm sorry, does the marginal contribution equate to the marginal benefit or reward that you get, right? So economists, you think on the margin, and we have certain ways of compensating participants in the ecosystem, whether it's a block subsidy, whether it's splits on transaction fees, we have multiple tools in our kit here to decide how we will reward particular actors. Now, it's not a given that we're going to make all the right decisions, right? Now we have a, a certain crypto economic system that rewards node operators, rewards miners. Soon we'll be rewarding people that run sidechain nodes. Soon we'll be rewarding people that vote. 
And there'll be different things that we end up rewarding people for within certain applications like AMMs, we will reward people for providing liquidity and so forth. But it's a never ending thing where we have to constantly question ourselves, are we doing the best that we possibly can with the crypto economics? Are we rewarding people appropriately and intelligently on the margin to contribute to the ecosystem's growth and health in the long term? We have to always think about that. I'm not sure that it, it's definitely not a static thing. It changes over time with the ecosystem. So we have to think about ecosystem governance as being flexible enough to constantly ask and answer these types of questions. Um, also, is the protocol open to the world for development, right? Yes, we have Zen apps, um, you know, but we, we, I think as an ecosystem, have to do a better job managing our open source repositories and incentivizing developers from all over the world to participate. We have to do we have to do a better job of this, and, and we know it. It's something we, we are focusing on. Uh, what about a DAO? What about voting? Well, okay. Well, maybe maybe it's not necessary for a global protocol, um, you know, to 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 be such that uh, you know its users vote on its design decisions. So it's not like all of us internet users vote on how TCP/IP or HTTP work and the next design decisions on the margin for those things, but because we're a bit of a different flavor of a protocol. We're a Web3 world that we're building here. I do think voting is really important. So we have to integrate some sort of voting system for the community to be able to participate and be real owners of this thing, not just passive participants, bystanders. Maybe you're not a developer. Maybe you're just an enthusiast in the ecosystem. Whatever, whatever your contribution is, I think having a voting system and open governance is, is really important. This is a hypothesis. It's a hypothesis that I really believe in. It's my hypothesis that we're we're acting on, right? So anyway, this is this is that that conversation of yeah. We we see the vision. We have a vision. That's great. I think the vision is really powerful. I think the vision is where the industry needs to go over the next five, ten, or more years. And the good news is we have tractable quarterly deliverables to get us there, right? So it's one of these composable uh, visions that has a lot of wins along the way. Those are the best kind, but it's not something that we should ever take for granted. We should be constantly challenging and questioning ourselves and constantly getting better. Good news is we are, and it's just getting really exciting with uh, you know, some of the next big deliveries like tokenization platform and on testnet. Can't wait. So anyway, guys, I'll stop here. Um, just wanted to share with you guys how we're thinking about these things, reinforce that, that big strategic vision and the reality that like, we, there are people behind that vision to actually make it happen. Thank you, Rob, and thank you, everybody, for contributing with your questions. So let's review the top three. The first one is, what are the blockchains or technologies that we might, might consider as competitors of the Sendu sidechains? And what are the key differences? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, so the, the obvious answer to that is the other blockchains that have sidechains uh, systems. So things like Cosmos. Uh, Polkadot are the, the really obvious competitors in the sense that they offer scalability and flexibility on sidechains. Um, they just do it in a different way. So we do it by replacing validators with snarks, and that's what Zendu is all about. All right, so for us, decentralization was really that, that big thing. We took the time to actually develop a flexible, decentralized sidechain protocol that is consensus agnostic and uses snark circuits to actually enable that, that uh, cross-chain communication and flexibility so that it's permissionless. You don't have to come to us and ask us to launch a sidechain. You don't have to go to an expensive, you know, a slot marketplace where you need to bid on the right to launch a sidechain. Not at all. To us, that's not, that's not an acceptable, scalable solution. For us, we wanted it to be software-based and permissionless. So that's the, really the core difference, but it's a powerful one. 
Thank you, Rob. The second question is, who will be eligible to receive free Zenny tokens? Yeah, you know, I didn't even mention the Zenny launch. This is something that we're kind of scrambling now. So yes, I mean, we've been, uh, you know, prepping. Uh, we actually had uh, some Zenny minted on a, test, a testnet chain uh, recently, just uh, as we're going through the development process here. And, um, you know, as, as an example, Horizon Labs is working with some very high profile partners to do token launches. Um, we've learned a lot as an organization through that process. And we've also learned the regulatory and business elements of doing a token launch going beyond the technology. As we envisioned this Zenny launch, we really thought it would be uh, a very just super fun meme coin kind of thing where we just, you know, minted, minted a, a token just to prove that we can and just distribute it to the, the community. Uh, we're still going to do that. But we realize that it's a much more serious game or a serious uh, proposition than we originally were thinking. We we're literally thinking like a play thing before, and maybe maybe Zenny ends up just being a, a fun you know meme coin. But we're going to actually do the launch right. We're still going to do it with the timing with the tokenization uh, cycle. But now we're actually going through a formal definition of the tokenomics and also the the legal infrastructure for what needs to happen behind the scenes to actually do a regulatory compliant token launch. Um, so we're not looking to make any money on it in the sense that we're not doing a fundraise or anything like that. We're literally just going to give this stuff to the community. And uh, I can tell you two groups, number one, so in, and one's a subset of the other, but number one, anyone with Zen will be eligible to claim their Zenny. We still need to finalize the tokenomics and issue a light paper. Um, but number two, we, we really want to incentivize other workers within the ecosystem, especially node operators, I think is really important. Um, so we're also looking at a mechanism for being able to uh, distribute to them as well. But I mean, the, the good news is every node operator is also a Zen holder, right? That's one of the requirements to be a node operator, and they tend to own quite a bit of Zen. So uh, they'll participate one way or another, but we're thinking about how to uh, factor in these types of things, maybe... Maybe there are other things that we could do, you know, other types of special uh, contributors to the ecosystem. But we're, we're kind of running on a tight deadline here, and parsimony sometimes is better than having the perfect solution. Uh, I think what we'll do is probably reserve some anyway for, you know, kind of a treasury that we can have some discretion over time to, to do. I mean, TBD overall until we actually determine the, the, the economics, but um, it'll be at least, at a minimum, every Zen holder will be able to claim some Zenny. Thank you, Rob. And the final one is not a question, it's more of a sentence. It, it says, just want to say thanks to the whole team for, your, for all your hard work. I'm sure motivation takes a hit when the market is going through a correction. Much appreciated on the investor side. That's awesome. Thank you very much. And I'm sure the team appreciates it. Uh, honestly, we're having so much fun. It's almost uh, crazy not to really notice much of the correction that's ongoing, but I think this is just going to be a great year for us anyway. Awesome. So those were the top two questions and uh, one comment as well. Thank you for, for that as well. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us at our weekly Insider. As usual, we'll see you all next Monday for the latest Horizon updates. Have an excellent week. Bye.